Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 145. It's part three of our great Philadelphia Comic-Con extravaganza 2015. Booyakasha. All right, here we bring you part three. Hope you enjoyed parts one and two with Mr. Mark Dodson and Miss Christy Carlson Romano. Live panel voiceover action for the ages. Gremlin slash crumb. Kim Possible. All good times. Part three, what we did was we uh, we hung out in Artist Alley. We had some good times and met some good people. So it's an Artist Alley cross-pod interview comic book conversation that we're about to bring you. Number one, we speak with Mr. Joe Carbone. He is the founder of the Chronicles of May Re comic book. Then we're going to speak with Mr. J.K. Woodward, who is the artist on IDW's Star Trek Doctor Who crossover. We speak with J.K. and his partner, Daryl Taylor, who is actually the founder of the Taylor Network of Podcasts, which you may have heard of. And we're going to round out the extravaganza with a little bit of pod bomb cross pod action with a podcast out of the Philadelphia area called Superhero Speak. Cool, cool guys. Uh, and that'll be it. That'll be part three, and I'll hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, we may have things. Uh, I, I recorded a lot of stuff, and there may be something else that we bring you in the future from this event as a surprise, but there's still some ups and downs about it, and uh, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with that stuff, but if it comes, it'll come with a hell of a story, so probably eventually it'll come, but there's just too much going on right now. Next episode, I'm going to have to cover a bunch of crazy stuff. We got Star Wars trailers, we got Batman versus Superman trailers, we've got clone sorry, we've got Rebels trailers, we've got so many trailers. We've also got a visit to the GTA Comic Con, which I attended in Burlington a couple weeks ago, and I got to have a nice little speak with uh Zach Galligan of the Gremlins. Speaking of the Gremlins theme we've been carrying out through since Philadelphia. But that'll come on the next episode. And uh but here you go. Here we're going to go. We're not going to delay anymore. We're going to start with uh, our first conversation, The Chronicles of Marie, Mr. Joe Carbone. It's day two in the great Philadelphia Comic-Con 2015. I'm here with Joe Carbone. Yes, Carbone. Carbone? Carbone. Did you enjoy day one, Joe? Day one was actually a surprise. I mean, uh, 
you kind of figure on a Friday, uh, starting at 4 o'clock, it's going to be slow and dead. But we had a lot of people walk through. Uh, it was pretty yeah. interesting. For a long weekend on a Friday in the rain, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Day. Now, this is your book here. It's the Chronicles of Mayor? Mayrie. Mayrie. Yeah. All right. Most people can't say it, mm-hmm. at least until I correct it for the first time. Right. Uh, so tell me about it. What's the deal? Well, yeah, it's a dark fantasy story. It's kind of different than anything you'll ever read. Um, my world doesn't have a happy-go-lucky kind of flair to it that most fantasy has. Uh, the elves are the villains. My dwarves are all cursed. Uh, <laughs> the world is actually uh, in ruin. Nice. And... Uh, Dragons have enslaved all the races and are pretty much kind of like the Nazis. They have absolutely no care for any other race or any other species but themselves. And they kind of look at all the other species as like ants that just cause trouble. And when they cause too much trouble, they burn them to the ground. Wow. And uh, poor humanity is stuck at the, the lowest level of the food chain. And they literally are the food chain. Wow. Uh, in Where the, the hell did this come from? I have a very dark side. Okay. I don't get enough hugs from people. That's a promise. <laughs> have you always been a big fantasy guy then? Like, Yeah, I mean, uh, I grew up playing Dungeons & Dragons. I you know, watched all of the Lord of the Rings films, you know. And you just felt that the fantasy world needed a little more evil. It's not evil. <laughs> I, I just feel like it needed more reality. All you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. The world isn't happy-go-lucky. Like, if we lived in a world where dragons existed... We would never have gotten out of the Stone Age. Right. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Like there's, there's, yeah, yeah. We would never have invented guns. We would never have made it beyond that point. Because you can't shoot something down like that with a bow, no matter what Lord of the Rings tells you. Right. I mean, like, okay, <laughs> the one dragon that showed up in the story had the one hole in its armor that got hit with the one arrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mathematically, that's a gazillion to one odds. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, nice. it happens. It was the way the story was written. You can't complain. <laughs> That's uh, it's original thought to think of something, especially something called fantasy, and yeah. being like, this isn't real enough. <laughs> oh, it's not even like... Uh, I, I just, it back. <laughs> it's not even a fantasy concept. It was just like... I could never understand... You know, I'm a big fan of the villain. You know, I, I got to admit that. Like, All right, yeah, My yeah. favorite character in comics is Magneto, because Magneto is right, and that's what makes him so dangerous. Right on. If there were people that could create powers the way that the X-Men could... Our government, our society, everybody that lived would put burning crosses on their lawns and they would hang them in the streets and there would be nothing that anybody could do about it because everybody would be completely afraid of them. Right, right. You know, it's, it's okay, Jean Grey can create an atom bomb out of her own skin. That woman is a dead person. Because yes. one day the government's going to wait until she's at the supermarket and bang, 50 foot... You know, a 50 right caliber on, machine gun right to the head. Yeah, I hear you. Nice. And, uh, you know, I always looked at stories from that point of view, and I thought that was kind of one of the things that, that fantasy lacked, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. So that's kind of what happened. That's an awesome idea, man. That's fantastic. So you are the writer or artist? I'm the writer and okay. the, the storyboarder and layout of the, of the story. And I can't draw it all. God gave me ten thumbs. All right. <laughs> I'm reading this right. Julian Aguilera? Yes, Julian was uh, originally our colorist. But uh, through some crazy twist of fate, he ended up being our artist on the first issue. Uh, we actually are moving into uh, the second issue with a new artist, and Julian will continue with the colors. Uh, our new artist's name is uh, Samir Samar. It's, uh, I know I'm sp- saying it wrong. Uh, yeah, Samir <laughs> Samoy. And uh, he's uh, based out of Brazil. And what's going to happen is we have right now, I would say, a very contemporary, realistic look in issue one. I had always wanted to have more of a... I don't want to say anime, but more of an animated dark style, mm-hmm. and uh, that's really what happened, and uh, he's, he's given it a really dark twist, and it's going to really convey the story the way it should. Like, nice. Most people ask me, like, what do I have to 
you know, like, what's a great way to describe my main character? I, I like to describe it from the treatment to my artist. It's written in very bold letters in the very first part that I give to my artist. And it says flat out, my character will not smile ever. Okay. And it's huge bold letters. Yeah. And right after it says, if a smile occurs, the page must be redone. Wow. And that's nice. part of the contract. There you go. No, you got an idea. You got you to gotta keep it straight. You know what and I mean? I, and quite frankly... Is Mary the, the main character? No, Mary is actually... Uh, yeah, the, the story is based off of a city. Uh, it's actually a city-state, and Mary is the capital of it. And my main character, Wolfgang, happens to be a human that lives on the outskirts of that society and grew up free. You know, okay. most humans are actually owned by the elf governors. And uh, what happens is, throughout the course of his life, he actually ends up buying a female slave himself who he falls madly in love with. And uh, on the day that they're going to get married, uh, they get assaulted by uh, the governor's men, and she's killed, and they're both murdered. And uh, Wolfgang basically makes a pact with the devil to come back and get his revenge. And there's a great deal of reasoning why the devil chose him. And that's why you got to pick up the comics, and that's uh, fantastic. That's, man. that's how that's, it runs. I like, I like the sound of this. Um, comic looks great, kids. Colors are popping. Art is fantastic. Very well done. I love these crow look, the yeah. feather look and stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's a character, Krika. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the the crow is actually uh, every character in my story kind of has his own circle of underlings, you know. And uh, Krika is the familiar of death, and Death in my story is actually one of the 12 gods. There's this 12 in the Pantheon. And uh, I actually created a zero issue that explains the whole religion and the whole process behind the storyline. And, you know, we start at the creation of the universe itself. Oh, it cool. goes all the way through to the foundation of the first god, the goddess, who uh, basically ended up alone in the universe. So she created the gods to kind of keep her company. Right on. But the gods got bored and created life. Uh-huh. And when they created life, they all created a species to represent themselves. The elves were created by, you okay. know, light, and then that's cool. life itself created humanity, and that's why humanity is so prolific. That's why there's so many humans compared to all the other races. Ah. Uh, you know, the air god created the giants because she wanted to speak with somebody. Uh, the sea god created the nif race. Like, there's a, there's a whole... Pantheon, I mean, you can see it. Like, yeah, they, no, they, it looks super rad. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, yeah we actually... Uh, super rad. We did the first Zero issue in a stained glass style. We wanted yeah. to convey the religious aspect immediately to it without being a religious tale. Right. And then the way that the Zero issue worked was you get halfway through it, it goes right to, you know... And then bang. The fall of rain and bang. We're right in the story. Oh, fucking cool, man. And then you see uh, the actual totally uh, interaction between... Wolfgang and Ninfire, his woman, and uh, what's her name? Ninfire. Ninfire is yeah. hot as fuck. Yes, she's pretty uh, amazing. If you like your redheaded hot as fuck girls, kids, you got to check this if out. You, if, you know what? If you don't, you could rent, send me an email. I'll have to talk about that. You're <laughs> Speaking of, where can people get a hold of you and oh, get the goddamn abs- book? Absolutely. Uh, we're online at coatofarmscomics.com. You know, you can email me at joe at coatofarmscomics.com. Uh, right now, we're doing direct orders. We're uh, we're revamping the whole company. By the end of the year, we're going to have 10 titles available. Mary's just the first of many. Nice. Um, so you guys are just going eBay, Amazon. Nice, nice. Yeah, we're, uh, we actually basically, we were part of another organization, and we just kind of decided to branch off and grow into something that we wanted to do more control of our own stuff with. And uh, we're creating a whole universe 
that's going to be very unique. Like, a lot of people ask me, like, what is your overall goal? And in my case, I don't want to be Marvel. I don't want to be DC. Because you're never going to be those guys. Right. But if you give me five years and I'm image, I'm down with that. (laughs) (laughs) Just one step at a time, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. One foot in front of the other. It's good times. Joseph Carbone. Thank you so much Absolutely. for chatting with us. Kids, check out the Chronicles of Mary, Coat of Arms Comics. Good times. All right. Thank you. All right. So good times. Check out all of that. Uh, go to the places he said to go and check out the Chronicles of Mary by Joe Carbone. Uh, next up, here we go. Mr. J.K. Woodward, who came up in my conversation with Mr. Jonathan Frakes during his live panel because J.K. Woodward is the artist behind... IDW's Star Trek Doctor Who crossover. If you haven't read those comic books, they are super cool, so go check them out. They're actually available uh, in a hardcover edition right now, which is really nice. So I speak with J.K., and I also speak with his partner, Daryl Taylor, who is the founder of the Taylor Network of Podcasts, which you may have heard of. These guys host together a podcast called uh, J.K.'s Happy Hour. It's him and Daryl, and it's, uh, it's good times. These guys were chuckles indeed. Here you go. Enjoy it. Good morning, kids. It's day three, the great Philadelphia Comic Con. So far, we've kind of survived. We will push through to the end. It will be glorious. I am here. I am in Artist Alley. I am hanging out with J.K. Woodward, and I'm hanging out with Daryl Taylor. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. How has your con been so far this weekend? Uh, yesterday was great. Today's a little slow, but it is Easter. So. Easter Sunday. Yeah. Kind of understandable. Yeah. Um, so, you guys got a multitude of things going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, as far as being illustrator, comic artists, and podcasters all at the same time. Well, he's just a genius. Media and mogul. Gen- media media mogul. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sounds appropriate. Yeah, appropriate, it and, is. And self, self-proclaimed geniuses. <laughs> yes. So, so how'd you guys meet? How did everything start? Uh, it was a dating website. Yeah, speed dating. Um, Nerd speed dating. Nerd speed dating. Yeah. Um, we both like Star Trek and Doctor Who. And I think long we, walks we, on the beach? Uh, no, we hate, I hate that. Yeah. I don't like to do that. We, all, we don't like pina coladas. We don't. Like <laughs> <laughs> don't like pina coladas. Well, what caught my eye, uh, big Star Trek and Doctor Who and comic book fan, and discovering you, in fact, were the artist on the Next Generation and Matt Smith crossover Doctor Who. Assimilation Squared. Fantastic. Yeah. How'd that come about? Um, well, that came about the way everything does. It's me calling IDW, finding out what's next, really. I was um, I just finished the Fallen Angel miniseries with Peter David. Um, so I call him up, what's next, and I usually ask for, you know, you got any track or who stuff, because that's kind of my preference. Nice. And they came back with, yeah, we got both. We'll talk more about it later, but we can't tell you right now. And then, you know, when they finally did tell me, I thought they were messing with me for the longest time. Like, I didn't think that crossover would ever happen. But this is something people, you know, fans have been talking about for a long time. Right, you know, Star right. Trek, Doctor Who crossover, but... It just didn't seem like something that would actually happen. But 
It did. I'm so glad it did because yeah. it so made sense to do. Like, it so fits. Yeah, then they it, called me. IDW called me and they said... They, uh, you, were his, you were the first choice. I was the first book. choice for okay. uh, Captain Bertrand. Yeah. Uh, they wanted they wanted my character to be in the books. Jesus and I said, you Can know what? Can we talk a little bit about it's, it without going to Captain Bertrand right away? I mean, <laughs> he's asking us about the... I can't yeah, talk about the book? <laughs> you know, we can bring it up as a side note. You're not the star of the book. You're just one character. I used I, I I modeled one character after Daryl and it was the biggest mistake I ever made. This is why we broke. I gotta listen to this shit. This now. is why we, we didn't stay together long. We broke up very quickly uh, because I have to deal with this shit all the time. <laughs> but you're an artist as well, yes. Um, in my mind. Are you just are you, are you like his muse? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a lot of people's muse. <laughs> I do I do steer the industry in the ways. Of greatness. That's what I do. One of your um, responsibilities as a media mogul. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I, I keep comics alive. It, it, it has to be done. Someone has to do it. I mean, I... Seriously, though, this guy podcasts, like, every day. What do you got? Every day. I mean, almost. Well, one of, the, one of the highlights of last night is I'm sitting there drinking my pint, looking across the fire, looking at the inquisitive look on your face, trying to figure out how many podcasts you actually do. Well, it Counting takes a fingers. while. I think, it, <laughs> I think last count was eight, maybe nine. God damn. Well, yeah, I was going to say, is, is that counting Wendy's podcast? She just added to the Taylor Network? Well, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not on all of them. I mean, it, I, no, I okay. just made a network, so some of them are on there that I'm not on, and then others I'm on. You're on, <laughs> you're on like five of them, right? Yeah, I'm on about five. I mean, it, it, we set up a, a network of friends who podcast, who they could do shows about different things. Some is about TV. We have one in interviews. Yeah, yeah. We have one for indie movies. We have one for... And this for, is the Taylor uh, Network. Yes, yes, it's all under the Taylor Network. And I, I wanted to make a place where, you know, everybody who uh, I'm friends with can uh, come together and, and do their own thing. Uh, that's the exact same reason I started the Points of Interest Podcast that's Network. Right. See? And same thing. I'm on about four or five of those shows. There you but go. There's a little bit for everybody. I think we can we're up to about 16 shows, you know, See, gaming, that's, that's how comics, it interview, whatever, you know, a little that's bit for it everybody. But it's uh, it's fun times indeed, man. Always fun. And uh, the, just like this, the situations and the opportunities that it leads to is, that's right. you know, I mean, how else are we supposed to get in these cons for free if, I, if we're not working for it in yeah, some way? Free? They pay me to come here, right? Oh. Damn. What? Huh? I mean, um, what I mean is... I'm the talented <laughs> half of the J.K.'s Happy uh, Hour. I mean. And this is your J.K.'s Happy Hour. Is that, the two of you particularly. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, it's an interview show. We, we, um, we review a book, uh, usually the book that uh, our guest did. And then right. we, or we, books. Our books, yeah. Right, right. And then we go off to the pub and have, uh, have some drinks and interview the guest. Yeah. Uh, nice. The, well, I have to ask you the typical question. What's it like, of course, to get to dip your hands into something as iconic as not just Doctor Who or Star Trek, but be the guy who gets to bring these massive worlds together? Uh, it, I was nervous as hell, it's to be honest, when I started. Right? Yeah, I yeah. was nervous as hell because you got, um, whenever you do something that has such fan devotion, it's nerve-wracking. And, and I'd gotten comfortable with Star Trek because I did more, more of that stuff, and I, I've been a fan of Star Trek my whole life. As well, Doctor Who, but you never know how they're gonna if, if they're gonna accept you doing a property in general. But when you do a crossover, there's a lot of people that are like that should never happen, and you know. 
Um, we didn't get that though. I, we got a lot of people that were really warm about it, really liked it. I mean, I loved That's it. Good. hate, but it didn't happen. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But I was so afraid there'd be some kind of hateful backlash, you right, know, because right. not everybody likes crossovers. But it was guys. really, it was really written well by the Tiptons. I mean, they're yeah. they're also fans of both, and they wrote a story that felt like both Doctor Who and Star Trek somehow. Yeah. Like it had it had the feeling of both, you know, and it, it it didn't feel like more of a Star Trek story or more of a Doctor Who story. It had elements of both, and it was almost seamless. You know? Yeah, like yeah. there's not a con that I go. To that someone doesn't ask uh, about a Captain Bertrand uh, miniseries. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know I was even going to have a fan page on Facebook, oh. the Captain Bertrand He's fan such page. He's a minor character in the story. <laughs> it's, it's, but you know, when you have a responsibility. Nobody asks about Captain when Bertrand. You, nobody ever asked about I wasn't it. ready for the responsibility of this, but there I is decided no to shoulder this because uh, when, you, when you're taking on a property wow. such as Star Trek and Doctor Who, it is when important you're, to when you're taking on them. to it's important <laughs> to portray wow. a very respectful. You really, it's really cool um, that you let him go on like this. I, I it love really this. a very <laughs> respectful. Uh, this is deep shit. Yeah. I'm a role model. <laughs> is what I'm saying because that's what you should be. That's what you should be because when you when you when you're representing this uh, this, this, this beautiful uh, <laughs> licensed properties. Um, well, I, I, believe, I, got, I believe you were just talking to Jonathan Frakes about this. The other, you got a name drop too. Yes, yeah. well, just, I, uh, when I was when I was moderating the Jonathan Frakes panel <laughs> yesterday, uh, right? right. Uh, it, he was very. He's well. Yeah, imagine how many of these fucking things he's done, right? Yeah, he yeah. told me he enjoyed it. though. Yeah, he, he spun it. it. He spun it on me. Yeah. Where <laughs> I was like, he took me up there for like his sidekick. I was like, you need a moderator. He's like, sure, let's go. I was like, how do you want to do it? He's like, oh, we'll roll with it. And I ended up being like his like his his sidekick. Like he was asking me questions and making jokes on my answers. Did he, did he mention me? Well, he said he said, uh, "Do you like Doctor Who?" And that's when I brought up the cross. I, I asked yeah. him, "Have you seen the crossover?" And he got excited that he just heard about it. Yeah, and we knew you were over here. So, well, uh, um, I'm right here. My my table is right by the green room, yeah. which is great because I don't have to go far for, for snacks. <laughs> but also, um, you get to see people coming in and out of there. And Jonathan Frakes was just coming out of there, and I stopped. Oh, so I saw my buddy. I saw yeah, I said, come on over. He's he's really delusional. This is a problem. <laughs> I, said, I, I just flagged him down and gave him a copy of the book with my compliments, and and, and uh, Daryl thinks they're best friends now. And was he excited to see it? Did he know about he, it at all, or was yeah. it his first hearing of it? Uh, I think it was his first hearing of it, and I just I had it set to to a page where where he was on it, you know. So yeah. it was a, it was a. A big page for him, so I wanted to just show him, like, oh, look, you're in the book, and, and yeah. uh, he seemed to be surprised that it looks like him, because <laughs> oh, uh, really? a lot of people have trouble with with Riker's likeness. It's a tough one to crack. Really? I, yeah, it really is. He's it's, so typically. That's the problem. That's oh. a problem. He doesn't have any outstanding features, He's like a big nose or a, yeah. Or he could look the eyes. You got to catch those facial expressions. Yeah. Very subtle. It's very yeah. subtle. What makes him Riker and not just an average well, Caucasian the with a beard? Makes it harder. But before yeah. he had the beard, he had the pretty. Get the dimple. Yeah, dimple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has that stature, that, that the way he stands, and he changes the way he uh, when he sits well, down. He, he did what the walk. You know what I recently did? Yeah, you know where he got that? The, his his like mm-hmm. stepping over the chair and, yeah. and sitting like that. John Wayne. Yeah. He was doing John Wayne. Yeah, yeah. 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 Makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. he demonstrated it. Were you at the panel yesterday? Uh, no, I was. No, not. he he demonstrated it. Oh, Somebody the, asked him about the walk, and he goes. This is how Will Riker walks, and he got up and walked off the stage, and he just he cocked his his shoulder down and just started walking like this. Came back up on the stage and did the chair. He goes ready, and then did the chair sit. It's fantastic. He's a funny dude. Man. Oh yeah. yeah the other yeah. thing he does is, that's, that he's famous for is the Captain Morgan on the bridge on, in front of Data Station. The oh. one leg up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. 
and, and it's so funny because it was a scene in, in the, the crossover where, where it was a close-up on Data while he's saying something, and I just had Riker's knee right yeah. next to it. <laughs> yeah. Did you rewatch any of the show to, like... Oh, constantly. Yeah, yeah. In, like... I mean, yeah, I, I, I will actually freeze-frame a moment and, and just draw from that. Awesome. Like, that's I'll just have it, I'll have it on the monitor yeah. screen and just copy that's, their expression. Yeah, that's you know. help a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta, especially with this style of uh, painting, you gotta, you gotta have a lot of photo reference to work up. How does it take you when you're doing it? Paint-wise, man, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's hard to say. Every page is different, but I would say, on average, about 20 hours a page. Damn. Yeah. I love it, though. Uh, I believe my friend was over here telling you about a book called Tart. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's done by an er, uh, artist named Ludovic Salet out of France mm-hmm. and an artist, Kevin Joseph, or sorry, writer Kevin Joseph. And this book, I don't know if he actually showed it to you or just talked we to you about it. We were looking at images on your phone. phone. Okay, yeah, good, yeah. good. Um, I'll see what I can do. Maybe I can get you guys a little review or something. But uh, he, it's digital and paint. And what mm-hmm. Ludovic will actually do is challenge you to pick out, out of the book what's digital and what's painted. Oh, cool. Because he doesn't do it all. He'll like do the whole book and draw it and everything, and then one page he'll paint. And uh-huh. he'll chat. He'll be like, I dare you to find that page. And what is he? Does he airbrush? Yeah, I'm not sure how he does it, man. I'm not sure at all. Because if he airbrushes, it, it, yeah, you probably can't tell. That's if I think anybody it's who's more skilled. Watercolor. Watercolor. I'm pretty sure it's more watercolor. Oh, I, I it's would. It's got know. that. Well, Jake be doing. He, he has a book, uh, a comic coming out for Monkey Brain, uh, Behemoth, in a couple weeks. Yes. And he does a different style, kinda, with this one than usual. Yeah, I'm doing. Um, I'm doing more of an um, ink style, so I'm doing like traditional comic Ooh. book, and I'm doing the digital colors with it. Um, but I'm, you know. I don't want to get totally away from the painting, so I am doing a little ink wash okay. on my inks to right, right. so give it a little little bit right more on. shadow and depth. And um, but other than that, I'm, yeah, I've always wanted to just do um, traditional pen and ink comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when, if you start as a painter, you'll always be a painter. That's all I get hired I for. Guess so. yeah, yeah. So this is something I'm finally doing myself to create our own project. I love we'll the see. painting, though. The watercolors. I got this one artist uh, out of Toronto. His name's Sean Daly, mm-hmm. and he prefers to do all his stuff watercolor. And it's funny because every con he's at is he's it's an absolute disaster. You walk by <laughs> his table and it's just like rags and water and paint oh, yeah. and it's it's awesome to see. Every time I walk into a Toronto Comic Con, you know you just see the disaster. But the art that comes out of it is just he's stunning. He does stunning, stunning work. It's good times. What's up, old school dropping by? <laughs> how late are you staying? I'm here till tomorrow morning, yo. Till tomorrow morning? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I might need you for an interview with Palco later for the movie. Palco's gone. He left? He's out of here. Nope. That's bullshit. Jakey, can we do an interview later? Sure. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's Phil. Right on. Ask anyway, but now it's going to be a longer interview. Okay, so I'm not just second choice? No. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're much further down the list. So, uh, how often does JK's happy hour come out? Is there a day? We, or? We, we've got it down to every two weeks now. You know, nice. We tried doing it every week for a while, but it's just. It's, it's a lot of work, eh? Well, it's, yeah, <laughs> podcasting is easy as it sounds. Uh, See, I when I started the, An Elegant Weapon, it was uh, me and a buddy. We went down to my basement. We were just big podcast fans. So we went down to the basement, lit a joint, and hit record on the voice memos on my iPhone. That's similar to what JK's happy And that was the very... Much. We just did the same yeah, thing except with alcohol. Our first, uh, it, our first episode consisted of talking a little bit about Star Trek Voyager, but mainly about Portuguese man of wars <laughs> And, you know... Those things hurt. Yeah. <laughs> in, sure do. 
it's 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 grown into something which is cool but man it does take time i got a family i got a full-time job and yeah but the mistake i made was for the first couple episodes i love the editing yeah i've always been an editing freak film editing that's always been my thing so half the fun for me is editing the podcast after you know audacity and stuff yeah and uh i love to put in drops Music under appropriate yep. fun stuff. When I did the editing, I, first thing I did was created bumpers for each segment. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So like, yeah, um, yeah. And then I, I always drop in like quotes from a movie if it's funny enough. You yeah, know, absolutely. Like, you know, sound effects, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, I'll spend like six hours on a, on an hour long episode. Exactly. Editing. And yeah. sometimes yeah. I regret that I set that up for myself. Yep. And <laughs> he does. It's a lot of. And I love it still, but man, it's a lot. A lot. Well, we of started work. taking turns editing, so like it makes it a little easier. So we only edit one episode a month. Right on, just, right yeah. on. See, I was see, I only do my app alone. Like it's all me. Yeah. And then with the network, I actually produce other few shows, so I edit for them. And I've had to be like, hey, time for you guys to learn how to use Audacity because uh, you're taking far too much time away from my television enjoyment. You know, <laughs> considering I do one podcast that is uh, only about comic book inspired television. I kind of got to get the shows in too, you know. So, yeah, you do. Yeah. Schedule is something. Yeah, keeping yeah. the schedule. That, yeah. that, is, that is a hard thing to do. So, where can they find everything? Let's start with uh, the book. In your local LCS, should they able, be able to find the hardcover? Yes, or? actually, the uh, the latest book I did was uh, Star Trek: City on the Edge of Forever, the original Harlan Ellison um, uh, teleplay. Nice. So, yeah, they they wanted to, Harlan after fifty years wanted to get his version of the what he wanted for the show out there rather than what they actually filmed. So we did a five-issue that now. That's available in hardcover, so you can get that on Amazon. Uh, Simulation Square also collected in a hardcover. You can get that on Amazon. And digitally. And digitally. And both books, if you get the collected version, I like to add a lot of extras. Okay. So I, I put in annotations. Um, I also put in um, like a process page showing how I how I do the work and, right and stuff on. like that. Oh, and I interviews love that and like, stuff. Yeah. yeah, when you see the process of the work. Little DVD People extras. People love that stuff. Yeah. Okay, and as far as the Taylor well, Network, we got one more to do. Oh, one oh, more. Forget. Okay, and Sorry. then yes, yes, that's right. We, the we Adventures talked about of it. Captain Bertram. <laughs> no, no, no. I gotta keep one. Yeah, <laughs> the people are too afraid of that. That's just too big. Um, Literally, yeah. humanity's not ready for that. You're not ready yet. Um, I have a the creator-owned project I talked about before. It's called Behemoth. Yep. It comes out April fifteenth, uh, digital only for now. It's uh, only a buck ninety-nine. Uh, first issue drops April 15th on monkeybrain.com. Nice. But you can also go to Comixology and, and look it up on Comixology. Right, right on. You have a Twitter handle and or anything I also, like that? Yes, but I, I have one more. I'm, oh, yeah, uh, keep I'm also working at the same time Jesus. simultaneously on a painted book for heavy metal. It comes oh, out. Yeah. yeah, every issue, 12 pages come out, so it's going to be a serial that's going to run throughout the year. Nice. It's called 49th Key, um, and we uh, haven't got a deal with anybody yet, but we have got, um, what, what's his name? Uh, Huh? Berman? Yes, John Berman. John, John yeah. Berman is signed on as executive producer in starring role. So we're we're looking to do a miniseries with the BBC. What? None of that's in there yet, but we do have John Berman signed. So it, that's amazing. Yeah, it'll be if this all falls through, it'll be my first uh, creator-owned project that actually awesome. got some uh, Hollywood time. Probably, but in the meantime, <laughs> you can find the you, you can find the story in Heavy Metal magazine. The first. Uh, the first installment just came out last month. Right, so he signed on as producer, and you're going to film this? Like they wanted to, yeah, they want to do a BBC miniseries oh. of, of the book. Yeah. Okay, that's that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Man. And, and we only got the first Good installment out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then so after that, I'm sure we're going to get right to the Cap- Captain Bertrand miniseries. <laughs> Maybe you can come up to Canada and make that one. Yeah, you know, we got tax breaks on that kind of stuff. You What's your food? Twitter? 
Uh, JK underscore Woodward. That's it. Tell us about the Taylor Network. Uh, well, you can go to the, you can go to Taylor Network of podcasts, and you can see all the uh, shows that are available. You can also see the comic and uh, TV news and movie news and and uh, pop culture stuff. It's all available there. You can also go to our JK's Happy Hour uh, like page on Facebook. And um, every time we do an episode, that's all up there, too. And you can go to the Taylor Network of Podcasts uh, group, which is about uh, over 500 people. Um, and we all talk about uh, all the comics, movies, TV, it and all that kind of stuff. It gets quite lively sometimes. It does. <laughs> we have a yeah. lot of lively discussions. Yeah. Very, um, passionate very passionate comic lovers. Very passionate. Cool. Very passionate. And we welcome all people to come and uh, join in those conversations. Very, very cool. And kids, uh, of course, all these links and stuff, I'll put them up later on the website and on the Facebook page. And through the Twitteris and all those good things. Daryl, JK, awesome to meet you guys. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for doing this. For, yeah, thanks awesome. for hanging out. Good luck with Thank all you. this fucking super cool shit, for real. Yeah, no, like, thanks. it's good times. Captain Birchant forever. Yeah, right on. All right, kids, <laughs> on to the next one. How fun was that? I'd love to pod with those guys again in the future because uh, they were funny and Daryl makes me a laugh and I like it to laugh. Here we go. Here we go. This is how we close it out. We close it out with a little bit of a classic pod bomb. I just sprung the mic on these fellows, but they were so quick to the draw. Their mic was ready to go as well as you will hear. It is a local podcast out of the Philadelphia area. It's called Superhero Speak. Here we shall speak. So uncivilized. And day two keeps rolling along, kids. Are you recording? I am recording as well. I am recording as well. This is an elegant weapon recording. Who are you guys recording? We are uh, Superhero Speak. Good times. And you guys are out of the area. Yes, Yes. we're local. Yeah, we're from Philly. Good times. Uh, How long have you guys been podcasting? Uh, About two two years. years now. Nice, 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 nice. Tell us about your show. Who are you guys? What do you do? So we basically, we occasionally interview people, but mostly we uh, argue with each other about uh, TV shows and comic books and, and movies. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, we actually uh, used to work together at a technology company, and um, when I, when Ben was already working there when I started, and he had a Spider-Man painting hanging over his desk. I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to be friends with that guy. All right, right on. <laughs> and, right on. Uh, yeah, we became friends, and we would have those conversations at work all the time about yeah. the movies, the comic books, whatever, and we're like, let's record this, you yes, know, and put it out there for people to listen to. So you guys were fans beforehand, obviously. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what did you guys get into when you got into podcasting? Who were you listening to? Um, um, uh, not a lot of things. I listen to the Nerdist. Um, trying to get you know, listen to some more smaller stuff and and consume you know more in the in the trenches of things. But uh, yeah, you I listen to a lot more than I do. Uh, uh, pretty much, if Kevin Smith is on it, I've been listening to it. Uh, yeah. Education, I think, is my favorite one it's at right now. Great show. Great show. Um, and Hollywood Babylon. Um, Hollywood Babylon. Last week, I'm from Toronto. Nice. And yes, I was there for Hollywood awesome. Babylon's 200 episode. Awesome! I have not laughed that hard in <laughs> years. I couldn't breathe. I, it's my favorite podcast yeah. by far. It's my most entertaining moment of the week. Yeah, yeah. I look, if, it, if it's not there Monday morning, I am severely sad. It ruins <laughs> my whole week. I just think it's brilliant entertainment. Yes. And But seeing it live 
added this certain energy visceral, to yeah. it that was it just made it so much more visceral as yeah. you say it was a hell of an experience okay like, so now i need to ask you yeah um i have actually and no offense yeah at, at times i've grown bored with uh smodcast mm-hmm. because all they do is talk about canada is that <laughs> something that appeals to you as a canadian when you listen to it it does but part of it is it's a canadian like, Mosier's a Canadian, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's going to naturally... Yes, they do talk about it a lot because they're both kind of... And with Smith being like a Canada-file and everything. Right, right. There are times where I'm even like, yes, we've heard the same right. joke that you make that how much you love Canada a million times. Yes, yeah. yes. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's give and take. But sure. we, I, we're we proud of it. We love that he loves us. And, you know, it's, it's a strong bond. He's yeah. been coming for yeah. years, doing Q&As in Toronto for years. So... There has been a certain thing built. I personally don't listen to Smodcast too often. Okay. Once in a while. Um, my main ones are Hollywood Babylon, and then there's Nerdist and Joe Rogan, but I am only I only listen to those selectively as guests. Yeah, yeah. Depending right, who right, they right. got on. Because, right. I mean, Rogan's got three-hour podcasts. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of content. You know, how do you catch yeah. up on that? Yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, Ben enjoys the hostfuls on uh, Nerdist, right. but sometimes they're just talking about absolutely nothing. I don't like the hostfuls. Yeah. I don't listen it's to like, the hostfuls. It, they're yeah. not talking about projects they're working on or anything like that. They're just three guys in a room talking. It's like, well, yeah. there's no topic here that interests me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's... can't relate to that. <laughs> what I like to do is uh, I like to try a lot of new podcasts. You know, I've met a lot yeah. of good friends. Obviously, the community's tight. I'm sure oh, yeah. you guys have met some amazing oh, yeah. people, oh, you yes. know. Um, and uh, sorry, where was I going that? I'm halfway through my first King Can of the day, so I'm having a little trouble focusing. Yeah. But what was I saying? Where was I going? This is an elegant moment podcast. that these people will understand on this side, but through that one, your people are probably like, who the fuck? This guy can't even talk. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with it's that. It's a tight community. You, you like meeting these other podcasters. Oh, yeah, this is what I do. Nice. Excellent pullback, fellas. You know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll find a new podcast or meet them on Twitter. Obviously, Twitter's the main hub. Yeah. That's yes. where oh, we yeah. all congregate. Yeah. And I will find a new podcast. I will download their first and latest episodes. Mm, and that's right. kind of good at what I go with. Because when you listen to the first episode... Which all we all know is shit. Oh, yeah. For every oh, yeah. one of us yeah, was so, shit. Yeah. Um, to what they're doing now, and you can usually kind of see where it's going and what yep. they're at, and uh, so that's kind of my method. Yeah. And I've got yeah. a lot of good podcasts that way. Cool. So you know. Nice. All right. Times. So for our listeners, yeah. Your podcast again. My podcast is called An, An Elegant, Elegant Weapon. Weapon. And where? Right and their web. Your website. It's www.anelegantweapon.ca because the can uh, ca is yeah. for Canada. Uh, we're out of Toronto. Well, I'm out of Toronto. Uh, but I got a lot of extra to get to that website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, comics, and cannabis. Nice. And that's how right. it rolls. So, you know, it's me and uh, I actually I'm co-curator of a network called the Points of Interest Podcast Network. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. uh, me and a buddy out of Denver, El Haquez, Josh Hawks, we put this together. So, we, you know, of course, if you have a network, I'm on like four other shows, too. Right. Yeah, Elegant right. Weapon's my baby. But, uh, yeah, so guys from the other, we all cross pot a lot. So a lot nice. of the hosts from the other shows will guest on an episode. Sure, we'll just sure. talk whatever, you know. All right. so it's, yep. it's all about just the fun conversation of it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I'm not huge on those shows that there's so many shows nowadays that are trying to be so produced and polished. Yeah. And, oh, we know, are not polished. No, Here's no, your no, Thursday no. review of whatever, whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, right. it's like, come when, on. It, my thing is if you want to have segments and follow segments every week, 
Go do a radio show. There you go. That's what radio yeah, is for. Absolutely. Right? You know? Podcasting is for having a conversation. Absolutely. I agree yep. entirely. Absolutely. So uh, yes. fantastic. Um, I just said where I'm at. Where are you guys at again? Is there uh, a www yes, for you? Yes. com. And uh, we're and also on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter and, yeah. I'm sure you're on the all iTunes. The, all the oh, places. Yes. yes. You have to be on iTunes. Right? Right? If you're not on the iTunes, I <laughs> then don't you're know not anywhere. You're, doing. you're kind of just talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Okay, if that's your sure. <laughs> just like to record yourself talking to yourself. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. It's uh, yes. awesome to meet you guys. Yeah, yes. Good Great times. Great to meet you too. And uh, I'm sure we'll chat sometime in the future. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Make pod. <laughs> And boom! There you go. That was uh, the best of our great Philadelphia Comic Con 2015. Hope it works out next year. We can go back and have a lot more fun. Uh, I've got a few other little th- uh, hidden kind of things and uh, interesting things that came out of the weekend. I may post at a later date. I'm still a little mentally uh, discombobulated about a few of the things. But uh, don't worry, I will discombobulate and figure out what's going to happen with all the excess. But that was the main chunks, part one, two, and three of our good times at the great Philadelphia Comic-Con. Again, thank you to Chris and Carla Wirtz for uh, having me there, for letting me panel, letting me moderate, letting me meet so many cool people. I had a fantastic time. Um, Hope we can do it again. Next episode, 146, I made another visit to the GTA Comic-Con. Just just so much Comic-Con coverage coming at you. Can't even handle it. I had a good chat with... uh, I had a good chat with Zach Galligan of the Gremlins. And uh, I have a little conversation that I'll bring to you next time. We have so much to talk about. Things that have happened. Kids, Star Wars trailers, Batman Superman trailers, Rebels trailers. So many trailers. Oh, it's going to be trailer crazy. But uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed Philadelphia. Uh, Special super last moment thanks to Nemesis Studios for being such good family members and taking care of the weapon. Uh, whenever it is in need you guys are the best you guys are awesome you're beautiful human beings and uh, you know who you are and uh, I love you guys so there you go that is all we are going to have for now from the great Philadelphia Comic Con 2015 Tech Fetish